This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. So tell me why 85-year-old women are happy? The half-pint movie critic. The happiest German banker on earth. Just one bad century roulette. And Brick's Brush with celebrity Darlene Love. All that and unlimited tangents in that Darlene Love story. It's got quite a few of them. <laughs> All right here on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opi production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Welcome to a brand new episode and the final episode of the year of Minutia Man. I'm Rick Kempfer. And I'm Dave Stern. How is everybody today? Well, I, I can tell you I'm doing well. I uh, had a very nice weekend. We went to... Uh, Orland Park with John Landecker and Mitch Michaels, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, when I say we, I mean me. Right. I was Actually, watching I Mary Pomp. I was watching Mary Poppins, but go on. I'm sorry. What were you saying? I, I did. I did take my son Sean with me because it was mm-hmm. a, a, a sports collector show, and he brought a bunch of money with him. I didn't realize this, but he kind of disappeared. We were there for three hours. I saw him twice. He was just, you know. It was like a smorgasbord for him, and he kept coming back with cards that he found. And um, but anyway, I want to thank uh, KP Lynn, who is the person who puts that uh, event together. She gave me uh, a gift that is just unbelievable. It was a uh, signed Ben Zobris jersey from the World Series year, and it's yeah. signed by. Dexter Fowler, Jake Arrieta, Kyle Schwarber, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Ben Zobrist, Addison Russell, Wilson Contreras, Jason Hayward, Javier Baez, John Lester, Kyle Hendricks, and Joe Madden. Well, there you go. She's a good she's a good egg, isn't she? I mean, Sean was just like his mouth was just dropped open. And so we we have to get that frame. But I want to thank her because that is a heck of a nice gift to give to us what'd you give her <laughs> i gave her john landecker and mitch <laughs> michaels for three hours <laughs> you know what for this jersey you would have just you would have just given them for three days right yeah, uh, exactly three three weeks you, yeah uh well congratulations and i'm glad that you know it, the only world series that will be in your lifetime will be commemorated by this jersey congratulations that's well, nice. are you saying i'm gonna die next year no, I'm saying the chances of the Cubs winning another one are pretty low. Uh, I'm just saying that right now. Well, what do you think? What, I mean, are you optimistic for next year the Cubs are going to win? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, sure. Why not? Why we not? are th- three NLCSs in a row. That's right. Let's make it four, baby. Uh, um, how's Bridget? I know that she had some oh, um, yeah, a medical procedure. That. All right, so... Um, by the way, I'm sure she's thrilled that we're talking about this. But uh, <laughs> Hey, we talked about my daughter's menstruation a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, you owe me. You owe me. Uh, Bridget did have uh, surgery, minor surgery, you know, um, but, you know, put under and, you know, it was <laughs> surgery. And I had to go pick her up at. Uh, oh, at what do you hospital. mean? you had? She couldn't take the bus. <laughs> I mean, she was downtown. I drove downtown. You know what kind of traffic it is downtown during Christmas? You're missing the point of my story. All right, go on. 
Um, but anyway, I picked her up, and she, you know, she is ridiculously tough, right? I mean, she was, she was walking, you know, no problem. Everything was fine. Um, and and uh, you know, we mentioned last week a good friend of ours had passed away, and so the wake was that same day. So uh, we stopped by the wake um, to you know pay our respects, and and uh, one of the fellow mourners was uh you know you know bitch i said how are you kind of bitching him but yeah, i got a little bit of a cold a bit of blah 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 <laughs> was i there i don't remember being there <laughs> i said oh really bridget had surgery two hours ago yeah. <laughs> we just came straight here <laughs> that, uh kind of shut him up a little bit did it <laughs> kind of shut him up a little bit yep did i ever tell you the oh, i can't believe i'm gonna be saying this did I ever tell you the testicular fungus story? I don't believe you've told it on the podcast. But I have told you about my... De- oh, my God. I can't believe... No one's listening, right? No. Nobody, no, no, no don't li- worry about it. Um, this is what? I don't know. Nine, seven, eight, nine years ago. Well, I actually know what it was. It was like March of 2009. My mom was very sick. You know, she and she died in May, so she was very sick. Um and I mean, I was stressed out. I, you know, obviously my mom was dying and I would break out into these hives like 20 or 25 times a day all over my body. So I talked to a doctor about it and he goes, well, this is what you need to do is you need to take oatmeal baths. Have you ever taken an oatmeal bath? I have not. Uh, so I went to a little store here in Chicago. They gave me like these pouches for filled with oatmeal and I would take these oatmeal baths and these and it worked I mean it really did ease you know ease the problem that I had with the hives the problem was is I took so many of these baths that somehow there was either dirt uh, you know either in our bathtub or the oatmeal I contracted testicular fungus okay oh wow (laughs) so just for those of you who are listening who want to know is there any limit to what we will share apparently not there is no limit so i and i went to i went to a doctor and he gave me a cream that worked great so evidently there's i mean don't worry if you have testicular fungus because there's this cream and i actually have half a tube here that i'll send it um that will clean it up very well but during the period of you know, convalescence during my ailment, um, I went and visited my mom all the time. And I remember vividly a couple of times and she was, you know, she's in bed and she's, you know, sick, very sick. And she would like ask me, so how are you doing? And I'm like, yeah, I'm doing okay. And I remember feeling, I never, I didn't tell her about the testicular fungus, but I remember thinking to myself, this sucks sitting here in this chair while you're lying in this bed because I'm really uncomfortable right now. <laughs> so even in my head, I was complaining about my little problem while she was, you know, literally dying. So, um, okay. So, but that did, that did definitely put it in perspective for me. Sure. So, and, and put a visual in the heads of everybody listening to this show. <laughs> Uh, but I'm fine now. Every, everything is cool if now. You know what he means. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, I'm glad Bridget's okay. Yeah, um, everything's fine at our house. And uh, you know, this today is actually the year anniversary of my psychosomatic heart attack. That's right. It was right around Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. It, today is. I checked. It's the year of my psychosomatic heart attack. And, and everything so, okay there too? Yeah. 
I've had one year of no psychosomatic heart attacks. Fantastic. Uh, Do you have any minutiae to share with them? Well, this is actually kind of... Let me me play the audio just to uh, separate it from the testicular fungus. Hang on one second. This week's minutia with Rick and Dave. Okay. What do you got? Um, This comes out of uh, London. Um, Headlined. This is from our health desk. Women over 85 are happier... Because their partner is dead, says psychiatrist. Uh, As women age, their mental health gets better, especially after their partner dies, according to a new survey for mental health conducted by the National Health Survey in England. The study asked 8,000 women 12 questions about happiness, depression, anxiety, sleep disturbance, and self-confidence. While younger women ages 16 to 45 reported relatively high incidences of poor mental health, by the time women were 85 and over, the percentage of women reporting uh, depression dropped by 70%. The reason for this profound uptick in peace of mind, you ask? It's simple, says Kate Lovett, dean of the Royal College of Psychiatrists. Their husbands are dead. You know, there's something to that. My my mom uh, is a widow and has been, honestly, uh, for 30 years, 25 yeah, years, since she was 47 years old. Um, and uh, and she hangs out with a bunch of widows and they have the greatest time. They do stuff together all the time, you know, a couple Dang. times a week, two, three times a week. And I was talking to one of my aunts once who is also a uh, widow. And she was, we were asking, I was asking about, you know, if, if anybody had come calling, you know. Right. Right. Any suitors. Right. Exactly. Is she getting laid is basically what you're asking. Well, I know. I wasn't asking that. <laughs> My um, and and uh, she said, at this age, all men want are a nurse or a purse. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Right. But, you know, on the other side of the equation, when my grandfather had, uh, when he became a widower um, and he lived in a condo uh, nearby here, uh, he would get women not thrown themselves or, you know, all day long. Because there's there's not that many of them left. Yeah. At that age. Well, didn't your didn't Stan, your father in law, pull. Uh, oh, yeah. Do he, some, was, do... he had like four girlfriends at the end there. The, um, so. Well, well, if you're if you're listening in um, London right now, this is a quote that uh, uh, from this um, Kate Lovett that would definitely belie the fact to stay. If you're a man, stay away from Kate Lovett. Uh, generally speak, this is her quote. Generally speaking, women in their 80s are burdened with taking care of their spouses when their health fails, and obviously this weighs heavily on their mental health. How af- however, after their husbands pass, it's party time. That is her quote. So again, stay away from Kate Lovett, men. It's true. She's a- if you think about it, it does make sense because once you, when you take care of your dying spouse, that is just oh, I know. grueling and horrible. And then it, it is a you know you hear this at at wakes now you don't go to as many wakes as I do but uh, constantly at wakes people will say it's a blessing you know it's a blessing yeah, right. the pain is over uh, but the pain is not just over for the deceased. the dead guy yeah right 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 it's oh I know I mean there was a certain you know after my mom passed away I mean I did a you know I I was very active with her healthcare there was a certain you know relief. Um, 
And then I don't know if what was more a relief for passing or my testicular fungus going away. <laughs> I really wish you had not told that story. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, so there you go. So, um, if you're over 85 and you're a woman listening to this podcast, I bet you're happy and good for you. Okay, I have some minutiae for you. Uh, did you know that the number of people who use Netflix is now the same as paying TV customers? I did. No. According to a new report from PricewaterhouseCooper, uh, the streaming audience is growing, but in unexpected directions. Fewer people are paying for linear TV than in previous years, but the number of Netflix users is rising. So in 2016, about 76% of the people paid for linear TV. This year, that number is down to 73%, which is the same percentage of people who use Netflix. Huh? And we recently have added Netflix to our, we're like the last people. Of I was going to say recently. Yeah. Within the last year, Bridget was fighting it tooth and nail to the very end. And now that we have it, it's really not that great. No, most of the movies are old and you've seen a bunch of times. But yeah, I know. It's so I was looking through the Christmas collection because we were putting up our Christmas tree this past weekend. And we wanted to have some, you know, Christmas stuff on. Mm-hmm. And there were, you know, there was like Bad Santa, you know, stuff that really mm-hmm. wouldn't right. work to get you in the spirit and there was none of the classics there was no you know miracle on 34th street there was no uh, it's a wonderful life or anything like that uh, but what i what they did have was uh, a movie called mickey's magical christmas mm-hmm. have you ever heard of it i don't i have not no so this was a, a dvd that came out about uh i'm gonna say 2001 and the reason I know that is because when it came out, my little son Johnny, who uh, at the time was three years old, reviewed the film for us on uh, the John Landecker show. Yeah. And I have the audio of that. I would love to hear it. Okay. Uh, here we go. Uh, hi, what's your name? Huh? What's your name? Johnny. Are you Johnny Kemper, the half-pint movie critic? Yep. What did we see on DVD? What? It's called Mickey's Magical Christmas. Why? There's all kinds of stories about Mickey, isn't there? Right. Did you like the story about Mickey and the Nutcracker? Mm-hmm. I want to watch that one again. Donald Duck saw a really bad monster. It was a big snowman. Is, is Donald okay? He was getting his and he fell down. <coughs> that was a silly part. He fell down when he was skating. <coughs> that was a silly part. <coughs> and what was your favorite part? Um, <coughs> the skating ribbon when Donald Duck fell down. I love that one. <coughs> you like it when people fall down and hurt themselves? Yeah, I love that part. <laughs> okay, how many stars do you give this one? Three stars. Big on three. I can eat for half pint movie credit. Crazy credit. There you have it. Mm-hmm. Aww. Aww, that kind of makes you 
the half movie critic. Oh, you know, I love how no matter what age, men love when other people get hurt, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Johnny is now 19 years old. Right. Uh, <laughs> and he well, has not that's... changed at all. <laughs> well, you know, uh, we, you know, women, obviously, they don't like slapstick humor when... You know, when people get hurt, right? Right. Unless unless it's you getting hit in the balls and it's a laugh riot, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, that's nine now. Did you guys, so you did watch the movie? Uh, no, we didn't watch it. Okay. No. Right. In fact, you know what I found? I found a thing called Fireplace. <laughs> and it was what? just like a crackling fireplace, uh, like the visual of a crackling fireplace and um, and Christmassy music playing. Oh, that's perfect. It was. It was perfect. Uh, we have a Christmas tree. You know, really? we. Uh, Did you do that? Yeah. Uh, I think this is like our third or fourth year that we've had. We have it. Um, and uh, the, you know, how you have lights throughout the whole Christmas tree. Only half of our Christmas tree is light. Is in the top half isn't working, and we didn't really bother to fix it. So we've got basically lights going on half the tree. But that's kind of, you know kind of apropos for me good enough is good enough right absolutely um christmas season gifts right yeah we have a sally sally you from palatine illinois is the winner this week of our retweet and refollow contest she's going to get a prize back worth up to 25 dollars, which will include the balding handbook (laughs) i'm sure she will love that (laughs) down at the golden coin and a crying cub T-shirt. All, right. All um, and you know what? I'm going to throw in a couple of Amish Chicago coffee mugs too. What a nice. Guy. What the hell, right? It's Christmas spirit. So Sally, you from Palatine, um, and if you want to win, not you, Rick, but if yeah. a listener wants to win, all you got to do is retweet and refollow any of our tweets that, from the Minutia Man uh, Minutia Men podcast uh, Twitter account, and you'll be entered into a random drawing. And also. Please subscribe, and we have a new platform that you can subscribe on. You can subscribe on Potable right now. Did you know what Potable is, Rick? I just saw that this week. That's fantastic. So you can go on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play, the iHeartRadio app, or Potable. All of those platforms, um, you can subscribe to us. And you can also go on the RadioMisfits.com website. And you can listen to our podcast there. And you can also check out many of the other great podcasts that the network has. So um, to uh, rate and uh, subscribe. Yeah, exactly. Um, I got something else for you. Okay. And this is this is a German story, but no Nazis. This is a (laughs) non this is a non Nazi German story. Um, German banker takes six months to count one point two million pennies by hand (laughs) a german truck driver bequeathed several decades worth of pennies to his family but when they tried to cash it uh they realized they 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 were in pennies they were like five thousand pounds of pennies um so they actually took it to a bank and a diligent bank clerk um was forced to spend diligent bank clerk i mean do you really need to use the word diligent Okay, good point. German, diligent yeah. bank clerk. Uh, he, it says here he was forced to spend months combing through the bags. I, You know, knowing Germans, <laughs> this was like Disney World for this guy, I bet, right? <laughs> Is everything in order? That's quite <laughs> Right, <yet>. exactly. <laughs> well, 
one of the things I was thinking while I was re- reading this story is like, well, don't they have a machine that you could just put it in, right? A penny counting? I bet this like, no, 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 I'll do it. I'll do it. Well, I wonder, and, uh, I wonder about the, the currency. Uh, you mean because of now the euro or? Yeah. Um, I mean, if you, it, I, I wonder if uh, like in the old German money days, they had uh, Fennig's. Um, which I think that just ended in the nineties or the, actually, I think it was even in the two thousands. Well, evidently there's still viable, it's viable currency. It says the coins have been collected over 20 or after over 30 years of travels, they were in one and two penny denominations. Um, the smallest units of the Deutschmark. Yeah. And it was up to Deutschmark. Right. Um, so you're still using it in this guy. Um, this 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 bank clerk. And this I, I didn't is a, know that the Deutschmark was still worth something. I've got a bunch of Deutschmarks. Uh, can I really go to a bank in Germany and give them my uh, Deutschmarks and get like, uh, euros yeah. for them or something? I think so. Um, here's a great quote from the bank. Um, from the bank clerk, uh, I held each piece in my hand. He told NDR, "I quite enjoy doing such things. So in that sense, it wasn't a problem." I would, do you think he? Do you think he like dis- disinfected every penny too? Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, uh, oh, this, so this dude, this was Christmas for this dude for six months. He's like, "What are you doing at work today, honey? I'm counting pennies." <laughs> So there you go. He probably There's... put them in piles, yep, you know, right. built little dominoes. <laughs> right, right. Oh, the Parthenon. Look what I just did. Uh, uh-huh. So, but yes, your pennies obviously are worth still money. Well, so go. That's Send fantastic. it to this guy. Send it to this guy. Okay, it's time for our Cubs feature. Time now for a collection of Cub geekness. This is Just One Bad Century with Rick and Dave. So the last couple of weeks I've been talking about how I have been working on the Every Cub Ever feature uh, at Just One Bad Century. And yesterday, I completed it. There are 20 new features. There are 27 updated features. There are more than 2,400 entries in all. Mm -hmm. All in alphabetical order. Time well spent. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But what I want you to do now uh, you know, each uh-huh. week I tell you something about the Cubs. We're going to play something called Every Cub Ever Roulette. Okay. You pick a letter and a number, uh. and and I will read that person's biography. Okay. Uh, Z11. Z. Okay, let's go to Z. So that means there has to be 11 players that started with Z. I'm sure there were. Let's see. One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Okay. Really? Yes. <laughs> okay. Who is it? Sombrano. No, oh, I even know this one. Okay. Yes. Most modern day Cub fans know the tale of his managing days in Chicago, but not many know that he was a Cubs player, too. <coughs> in April of 1960, the Cubs made a trade with the reigning world champion Dodgers to acquire one of the backup infielders. The infielder's name was Don Zimmer. And okay. it was one of those moves that caused everyone in the league to scratch their head because although Zimmer was a decent player, he did stay in the majors for 12 years, he was coming off a season in which he hit only 165. He had very little power, very little range. His best days were behind him. And the Cubs had a, a little guy 
at third base that they just brought up named Ron Santo. <laughs> Yeah. Santa was furious when the trade was announced, threatened to quit. So rather than upset the youngsters, the Cubs put Zimmer at second base and then traded their fine second baseman, Tony Taylor, to the Phillies. And the, Tony Taylor <laughs> was uh, ended up being one of the great um, second basemen uh, of his generation. He played forever for the Phillies and the Tigers. So they gave up. A pitcher named Ron Peronowski to get Zimmer in the first place. And then uh, they had to get rid of this other guy. Right. Peronowski became one of the premier relief pitchers in baseball <laughs> for the next decade. Pitched in two championship series, three World Series, won two rings. Okay. Um, led the league in saves twice. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, and Don Zimmer uh, played only one season with the Cubs, and that was it. And- and he kind of sucked, too, right? It or was uh, during the College of Coaches era. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I love that era. I what know. are you thinking? Having a new coach every six. But the games, reason they right? got rid of him was not because he was terrible. It was because he called the College of Coaches a stupid idea <laughs> and said that it was stunting the growth of superstars that that were in the system named Ron Santo, Billy Williams, and Lou Brock. And <laughs> well, so the Cubs well, got mad at him and traded him to the Mets. <laughs> oh, that's that's good Cub stuff. Can we do another one? Okay. Is that right? Sure, if you want to. Uh, Q63. Oh, no, there's no way. There's only a few Qs. Uh, Q4. Okay. Let's see. How are you doing this? Is it on a paper? How are you able to... Well, if you go to Just One Bad Century, there's a a like a homepage right. for every cub ever that has it by the letter. So you just go to the homepage, and then it says the letter on there, and you click Okay, on so you're... So you're doing it online right now. I'm doing it online, yes. So you don't have like some big manuscript of. I don't. No. Okay. No. All right. All right. Uh, Q four. Let's, let's see. One, two, three, four. Um, okay. This one is Ruben Cavedo. Ruben Cavedo uh, pitched for the Cubs in 2000. He was supposed to be the hot young pitching prospects the Cubs got in return for Terry Mulholland and Jose Hernandez. He went three and ten and had a seven seventy ERA and was released. <laughs> wow, this is great! I just randomly do this and they all suck. Every uh, every well, yeah, they did suck uh, for a hundred years. <laughs> so there you go. All right, well, I'm sure I know what you're going to be doing over the Christmas holiday with your kids. You're going to be playing um, uh, just one bad century roulette. Right. I recommend yep. it to all families. It's a it's a fun way to pass the time over the holiday season. All right, we have one more feature today, and this is it. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. Okay, this is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the Costco jar and pulls out a name of a celebrity. And I have to uh, tell the story of how I met that celebrity, where it happened, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I picked this out of the celebrity jar, but it could be like the stripper jar. Uh, Darlene Love. I don't even know who Darlene Love is. Sounds Darlene like a hooker. Love was not a stripper or hooker. Darlene Love was one of the greatest uh, singers of all time. She. Why was, do I not know? Why do I not know who Darlene? She was Love? part of the uh, Phil Spector Wall of Sound. 
in the early 60s. You know how he did... Uh, yeah, yeah, Elvis sure. Great song. I mean, she did... Um, she did a bunch of big hits. You can look her up. And the boy I want to marry was one of her hits. Uh, and she remember that Christmas album, that uh, Phil Spector Christmas album that you still hear all the time. Sleigh ride, uh, winter wonderland, all those songs done by, you know, this, uh, the black, uh, uh, backup singers. She was one of them. In fact, she was probably the best known one. And and she then later in life became an actress. This just shows you how how little you know. She was the wife of Danny Glover in all the Lethal Weapon movies. Oh, I remember her. Okay. And she's still around and she still does, excuse me, she still does musical theater and she's super talented. She, She has one of the greatest voices of all time. Okay. So anyway. So how'd you meet her? So this is kind of a weird story. Uh, one year, Landecker and the Legends were doing a uh, concert, and we did a lot of shows over the summers. And at the there was always one at the end of the summer in a town called Oaklawn. And I forget what they called it, but they had some like, you know, concert on the greens or something like mm-hmm. that. something mm-hmm. something like that. And one year, we the first year we played there. I was backstage with the lady who ran it and she had this German accent and, uh, you know, and, and she was 85 and she was happy as a clab. <laughs> but, you know, I just started making, you know, talk, talking to her because the German accent, because, you know, reminded me of everybody I know, basically. And I, you know, I, she, she said uh, where she was from in Germany and she was from this little town called Straubing which is a tiny town outside of Regensburg. And I thought, well, that, what are the odds of that? Because I have family from Straubing, too. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, I said that I had family from there. She asked me what the names of the family were. And she goes, those are my sisters. <laughs> really? I, have, I met my aunt. She was my aunt. I had never met her before. And she was running this concert in Oak Lawn. And you never, and you had no, God, that just gives you an idea of how different your family is versus my family. I mean, I have such a little, fa- and you've got, well, that's why you go to three wakes a week. Well, she said, right. and she starts talking to me. She goes, oh, your mother Hildegard is my niece. I, I used to chaperone her on dates. Um, and, you know, and you never, and you never go no, to like Christmas with this woman or whatever. No, because my mom's family is gigantic. She had. You know, uh, her, her her father had eleven brothers or something like that, and her her mother had eight. And you know, these were, you know, they were all over the place. They were all over Chicago. They're all over little towns in Germany. And I had met all of them except for her because she lived on the South Side in Oak Lawn, mm-hmm. and so she never really hung out with us. And and so anyway, so this the reason I'm telling this story is because <laughs> I was going to say, where does Darlene Love fit into this? <laughs> uh, she says to me, you know, you should do a live broadcast from Oak Lawn. And, and I said to John, I said, you know, can we do a live broadcast from Oak Lawn? He goes, let's do a Christmas show there. I said, OK. Where, where 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 do you recommend we do a Christmas show? She goes, well, let's do it at that Holiday Inn over there. So she contacted the Holiday Inn and everything, and we set up this Christmas show. 
and this was right after Tommy was born, my my oldest son. And we brought him the baby, and you know, people came up and you know said hello sure. to the baby. But we needed a we needed a draw. We needed somebody to get people to come to Oak Lawn. And Darlene Love happened to be in town, but getting her from downtown to Oak Lawn was a big problem. So I, uh, I said, "Well, we'll get her a limo." And then I told I told my bosses at the radio station <laughs> yeah, that yeah. we're getting and they, a limo. They loved the idea, right? Wait, don't use the stationery, <laughs> but we'll give you five limos. <laughs> well, as you might expect, they said no. You yeah. can't have the limo. So I just paid for it myself. I just got the limo, got her out there, and and it was a surprise to John. There was going to be a surprise guest, and I knew that John was going to go crazy because John absolutely loved Darlene Love. And the two of them, uh, I mean, he was like, I've never seen him. He was like a little kid with, uh, uh-huh. you know, with his elbow underneath or his uh, his his fist underneath his his chin, uh, uh, just, elbow just, on the table, just, just eating up just everything. Just smitten. Just oh. spitting, yeah. It was uh. just awesome. So, and I guarantee you that is the only time that Darlene Love has ever been to Oak Lawn, Illinois, at a Holiday Inn, and she was there for us. And that's now, my Darlene so, Love story. So you paid for the limo. No one, like John, didn't reimburse you for it, or the station no, never did. I, or I, I don't. I don't think I even told John about it. Okay. Because it was a surprise. And John would have paid if he knows. He well, maybe if John listened. Now, maybe if he listens, you'll get a nice big check. What do you think? I think it was only like a hundred bucks or something like that. It wasn't, you know. Yeah, but that was on two thousand and three dollars, right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, Well, well, uh, that's a great story. I did not know who Darlene Love is, but I'm going to look her up, and I'm sure I probably heard her story or her songs and her voice thousands of times, probably. I bet you did not expect a story that long about that. that. No, I did. But that's good because we're not doing a show next week, and that's okay because we did two of them, and that's the story, basically. That's true. So, If you want to find out more about Rick and Dave, you can check us out at EckhartsPress.com. We're at ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. Um, and you can also email us at MinutiaMenPodcast at gmail.com. Or uh, you can follow us on Twitter, and that could turn out in, turn into a gift for you. A windfall, a $25 prize pack, windfall. At Minutia Men, correct? Is that where they find us? Yep, yep. And we'll be back again next year Mm -hmm. with another episode of Minutia Men. The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? If you missed Lausano or Los. Los Anno and friends, here's what you missed. I'm Rokan. Do you like to talk about <laughs> politics? I actually don't. Politics, the problem is I'm, I have no problem discussing politics. I just don't like uh, discussing it from that left-right paradigm the way that, that talk radio does it. Right. You know, where most of the, either, you know, the hosts are either, you know, very far to the right or very far to the left. Right. You know, most of them are very far to the right. And I grew up in this business, so I know what the trick is. And this is before talk radio was actually a political force in the 1980s. Yeah. I would say that two-thirds of the conservative talk shows in America don't believe anything. 
anything that they're saying. Yeah. They're doing it solely to agitate so they can get phone calls. Right. There's a couple of things that worry me about the future. I'm, I, this is, I'm getting to be an old man because it's like, I all of a sudden, you know, back in my day, we didn't have <laughs> Armenian girls having sex with black guys. You know, like, what? <laughs> what are they talking about? You know, I don't know. And this is not against, you know, the uh, Republicans or conservative philosophy because I, I happen to vote Republican more than I do Democrat, right. but I, I vote for both. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a centrist. I could yeah. see both sides and I decide who's who's got the better idea at that moment right. that I think is going to be better for the future. It's not always the same thing. It's not always right. some sort of dogma. The left dogma doesn't make any sense to me and no. most of the right stuff doesn't make any right. sense to me. Well, I've always said MSNBC and Fox News, neither of them are news channels. They're no, entertainment no, no. channels. Oh, and it's all entertainment. But people perceive it because they put the label news on it and present it like news. Right. And it's like, no, it's just talking points. The Federal Trade Commission should do something about that. It is completely entertaining. And I've worked in cable news. Yeah. And I use that term loosely. Yeah, uh, yeah. I worked with Glenn Beck. I know. You think God. that Glenn Beck oh my gosh. has any... I was his fill-in when he was at CNN. Yeah. To bring this around full circle, he was a morning DJ in Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. Glenn... Yeah. As a showman, I mean, he's he, he didn't get in this for the right. politics of it. Right, right. I think Rush truly believes what he says. Really, I do. I yeah. always thought of him as more of an entertainer uh-uh. than anything. No, wow. I think he really believes it, mm. and he's very he's entertaining at doing it. He's yeah. very entertaining at doing and it, and he could do it without calls. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. But that's yeah. the point. Yeah, that's what very I'm few guys can do that. Right. There's everybody in conservative talk radio has a first and last name. That's just like the same thing: Hugh Hewitt <laughs> and uh, like Lou Lewis. And there's guys. I mean, literally, there are guys that yeah. you know, Tom. Thompson. It's like, really? You think we're that stupid that we can't remember your name? That you have to name yourself twice? <laughs> Assholes. Radio Misfits. Get more. Lozano and Friends. Lozano. Now on Lozano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lozano or whatever it's called.